0: Show of you're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show podcast, all about front-end web design and development. I guess we do more. I say the website. Dang it. I'm Dave Rupert with me. It's Chris Coyier. You do like 530 of them, and you think like, oh man, I gotta jazz it up, and then you just fall back in the old one you've been doing for 530 episodes. Not
1: yeah, yeah. What what do you What did you want to
0: say? That, like we do websites, we do, we do. We do improvisational jazz, old time music. We do camping tips. We do ah oh, man, oh that's so much. true, that's yeah. true. Well, let's say I was gonna. Here's one.
1: I, I didn't even know that I was gonna do this to you, but here we go. Like a you wanted to make an app where the data matters, but only to 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 you. Like yes. A, let's say it's a mobile app, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want data on it, and it needs to be reliable. I'd almost. I wouldn't even mind it being in the cloud. I mean, I don't really know how to think about that, but like the it never cross-pollinates. It doesn't any other user's data doesn't matter, but it is data, data. Let's just say it's a notes app. Like I'm going to write, "Oh, I I should I should, here's what I'm thinking about or a diary or something. It only matters to me. Mm-hmm. What what database do I use for that? Because let's say it's going to be a mobile app. So, like, I would like it to not absolutely have a um, dependency on the, you know, internet connectivity. Mm. So, mm. What okay. I, I mean, I guess I'm talking about mobile development. So, I, I mean, the, the temptation is to, like, find some mobile app building framework Probably that's web based because I'm comfortable with that and just see what kind of DB connectors they offer.
0: I mean, do you okay? Is using it on multiple devices important to you? If you drop, that I don't
1: know, let's say no, in the
0: toilet, those notes are gone, that's okay.
1: I'm tempted to say that's okay just for simplification reasons, but mm-hmm. I also am kind of like, yeah, but like, how hard is it to just be like, to utilize let's say it's going to be an iPhone app or an Mm -hmm. iOS app to like flip on the little like iCloud storage majigger so that I don't really care about the syncing as much as I care about like I don't know I just got like cloud backup for free but like how for free is for free here you know I don't know right let's say it doesn't matter though
0: um so I think um one thing you know there's like local storage, maybe. That's gonna be a little bit brittle because when Safari decides I want yeah. to or Google, whoever, decides, you know what, I'm out of memory, I'm gonna go. Too clean scary, up.
1: too scary, can't do it.
0: Goodbye. Boom. Plow. Um index DB on your phone might be a good choice. I think How, how long-term is
1: it? Will it last for years, like
0: infinity time? I don't know, uh, but I think it's a smidge more durable, if that makes sense, right? Um, yeah,
1: it, it does. I mean, more than local storage. I mean, I trust local storage about as much as I trust a cookie, you know, mm-hmm. which is not very much.
0: Uh, I would honestly probably just push it to the cloud, and I would just, like, get a... Superbase app up and going
1: yeah Superbase has like thinking.
0: authentication Superbase, I can just go boom straight in and then just have some kind of syncing
1: deal that's like hey if you're offline it's not like I'm going to gray out the app
0: like right. what
1: do you treat as the source of truth then because it's if it's only ever one device I guess you the, the source of truth is whatever the hell's on the device right
0: like if I think it's so I mean that's where it gets tough like because you're now syncing and that's like a hard problem, like syncing to cloud. Because, you know, if I just go on a delete spree and just start deleting stuff in my app, I have to like remember the deletes, you know, and then say like, okay, right, this no. delete action, make sure that goes to the cloud. Like uh, you're kind of like recording a list of actions at that point. Um, yeah. And then that you need to like play through that list of actions. Yeah, but
1: maybe you're not though, because maybe... Maybe when you're offline, it's like not even it's not remembering anything. It's just when it returns new online, it's just like sync all, <laughs> just whatever you got, push that to the cloud. Wipe whatever in the cloud and push. With- oh yeah,
0: because I guess the device is the canonical source, right? So yeah, yeah,
1: I'm sure that's not what what fancy people do these. What 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 do you do when you're fancy? Do you use like YJ? Use like CRDTs or something <laughs> or Like
0: yeah, I mean like. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even know.
1: Because that seems more like, I don't know, just for for real time or, or whatever, which is not the case yeah, here. Yeah, that's but. like
0: Dropbox level problems, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, it really is. And they have very interesting I I know Alex shared with me a uh, blog post about how they how they do replication and in and, and we're very clear about the problems that can happen like and it does have to do with like oh but what if you know this person deleted this but but you altered it or something I mean somebody's got to win mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. so what's the deal and in the worst case scenarios are
0: are bad yeah one. Well, you know, I think, like, soft deletes is a really good, maybe, like, action, too. Like, mm. you can delete, but really, you only ever soft delete, you know? Because um, I know, like, Notion has, like, this paid, like, restore feature, you know? Because Notion yeah. can get in the same situation.
1: Um, Are you curious about soft deletes and GDPR a little bit? We. we- yeah, I, I've right? dug into oh, this recently God. because we have soft, just recently, have soft delete on all at CodePen. Uh, we have not had that. You don't, the CodePen users don't necessarily care about that. We didn't change any features, but we now, you know, we don't hard delete anything. <laughs> oh, well.
0: Uh, 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 un- for, for, but uh, there's that's a, a lot Reaper. of CodePens with bottoms on them. So. <laughs> well, they have a.
1: There's a, there's not only a column that says soft deleted at, there's a, I think there's, it kind of depends on the model, I think. But there's like a, a Reaper date that's mm-hmm. on all okay. of them. And then yeah, the thing okay. comes and, and cleans them up, you know. Yeah. But the well, idea is it's customer fast. service-wise, it's a big idea. Because it's, you know, this has been a couple of years now, but we had, you know it seems silly. But sometimes old apps take a minute to catch up. There's basically a trash can on CodePen. So you delete a pen you can get it back, like, for three days. Mm, uh, and okay. there's a limit yeah. on it on purpose because we don't want you using your trash can as, like, privacy because that's a pro feature, you know? Otherwise, you could just keep all your pens in your trash if you
0: want them to be mm. private. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a good know? point. Yeah.
1: Good work. So anyway, around. there's a nice. three-day limit on the, And if you want longer privacy, just be pro and then make them private and, and whatever. But that was just pens. Uh, Mm -hmm. we were like, this is so useful while we're doing API work that we extended it to every single database model, of which there's like, no joke, like 74 or something on CodePen. Gosh, wow. I know. That's but it's But if you treat them all the same way and you use kind of like industry standard conventions of like the column is called deleted underscore at and it uses this standard timestamp thing, you know, your ORM and such can can help you. It can make Mm -hmm. sure that when you query for things, you don't have to remember to say, oh, but also deleted at is not null. Right. And even in
0: in a Rails world, your model can also be like, I'm only going to show you Freshies, unless you requested deleted, right? Yeah, like, right. You yeah. can have
1: helpers and such yeah. that uh, make sure that you don't get that stuff. And if you treat everything the same, your life is better. Anyway, yeah, soft deletes are cool.
0: <laughs> I, I Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, just, I don't know. It also, such a nice little hedge against like oopsies, you know? Like where somebody thinks they're heading down the right path and then they kind of just like, Oh man, I like nuked it. (laughs) You know, I did that in my notion the other day, and it was just like, thankfully, not critical, but it was just like, oh, that if I had to move like my whole, whatever, notes database or something, you know, like to a, it was something like moving it from a root to a page or something. It like just didn't like that. So I was like, oh, I could have really messed this up, you know? So Mm.
1: yeah, there's also this kind of concept of, sometimes a hard delete you have more you have more work to do like a soft delete mm-hmm. will always be instantaneously fast cuz you're changing one the one value in one column mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like yeah. okay it's, a, it's, it's a deleted billion. now right yeah it's intensely fast you know whereas right. hard delete i mean i guess you could put it in a queue or something but like it, there's probably additional cleanup to do if you have yeah. any denormalized data, it's got to go deal with that. It, there might even be on third-party services. In the case of CodePen, it would be like, oh, well, we have to go over to the search servers and find it and remove it from there, too, because there's duplicated data there, and those are hosted elsewhere. There's right. also, like, machine learning models things that it needs mm-hmm. to go pluck it out of and make sure it's deleted and stuff. And all those time, things are relatively fast, but not
0: always. Mm-hmm. You know, And you yeah. don't want
1: to have the user sit there and wait for that.
0: You know, yeah, the search can easily pick up on the soft deleted, right? Like you can totally, almost, like you still have to push that change. Probably it's a fast
1: change to push,
0: though. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, it's interesting stuff,
0: isn't it? What what they don't teach you, and man, so you mentioned GDPR. Have you been getting into that? Like we we had to write up a terms of service for Luro and you know privacy yeah. policy and stuff like that. And man, mm-hmm. I get it. In, in to be like I'm doing nothing with your data, <laughs> like like I am currently doing nothing with your data. Uh, yeah, you're probably
1: fine then. You know, like for the most part. But you do have to adhere to some stuff like that deletion stuff. That's a thing with soft deletes. I don't I don't know what territory that's in, but if somebody wants their stuff deleted, it needs to be actually gone from your servers. Right. So soft deletes be- not cool for GDPR. I would think. <laughs>
0: Right. And then like, they have to get access to like, what data do you have on them? That's another like part of it. Right. But, but then I, I, I'm really looking for like a GDPR for dummies, but not, not total dummies, like developers, you know what I mean? Not for lawyers. Cause it's just, it's really like kind of overwhelming. Cause they're like, do you collect any personal data? It's like, well, yeah, the whole, you need an email like, and that's a personal data. So, I guess it, and it's like, well, are you processing that data? I mean, it goes through a computer processor. It does at one point, I'm pretty sure. Like, it goes. So, am I a processor? Yeah. I don't know, you know, but, but there's like jargon around that. It's like a processor is like something more like Google or something. And then there's a store, a data storing, store. And so, I wish I knew more I, or I wish like and I'm not trying to invade anybody's privacy and and whatever but I I wish I had the perfect article to like wrap my head around what is this and what are my responsibilities I haven't seen it I Wonder if it exists, but... Um,
1: yeah, there's connections to third-party stuff, too. Like, if you use analytics, which you're probably not even quite there yet, but I'm not sure. Maybe you are.
0: I, we actually don't, but, like, I think we would like to, and we will be in a position or, you know, we're always one higher away from needing it, you know? like
1: if, And I'm not even talking just about, like, Google Analytics or, well, maybe I am a little bit, but the, more like that style of, like, I'm going to tell this analytics service what user i have here and what they're doing and sometimes that stuff is like really almost creepy i hate to say this because i actually like think there's good ways to do this but if you've ever seen that analytics service full story i think they're pretty innovative in what they do but it also is like you got to be really careful about using that, because you can very easily tell full story like, hey, this is Mary Sue in Delaware, and not only is this Mary Sue in Delaware, here's every freaking pixel that they touched while using this website, in- including basically a video of them doing it. So depending on what your app does, that can be weird. It's every mm. keystroke, you know, and people are rightfully pretty weird about Keystroke loggers. I mean, Total. my gosh. I mean, what... You should be. You know, it you should, should be, <laughs> yeah. So that's a lot of creepy data. So the one way to, to get around that is to be like, wh- when I instantiate this analytics library, I'm going to obfuscate everything. Like, I am not giving them an email address. I'm not giving them uh, any identifying information whatsoever. No names, nothing. It's mm-hmm. all entirely anonymized. And uh, and then and then all I'm uh, only going to give them what I need to extract value out of the analytics service. Uh, meaning, like I don't know, like this user, when did they sign up for the service? Like, who cares, right? So that's not like super personally identifiable information. It's Not
0: personal, and it's helpful to the business, like cohorting and. So you can calculate churn. Cohorting, exactly. Or be like, congratulations,
1: you've been using the product for two weeks now. Can we ask you one question or a little stuff right. like that, which I'm sure some plenty of listeners are like, that's obnoxious. And then some people are like, well, yeah, but it's obviously useful. That's why people do it.
0: No. I guess I wish I knew, like, yeah, could I get, like, a chart or a graph that's, like, how cool is this on the GDPR scale? Like, you know, here's common use. Well, right. So, Oh, that's where I was going with
1: that is, like, do you – is it on you then to go scour that analytics database, which is a third-party service, so I'm not even super sure how you do that right when you get a user delete request for a user which you will inevitably get because of course because GDPR exists there's like services that that market to users be like hey for 30 bucks we'll scour your world from the internet meaning you're just going to get automated emails for it sometimes that are like you know mm. doquan williams wants wants his data via GDPR scrubbed from your service so you yeah. have to go Oh, fine. I mean, I guess that's the law. So ideally, you like build something where you can
0: click a button and find that person and erase their existence, right? Yeah. Right.
1: But I'll tell you, like, how do you 100% know that you're doing that within the confines of GDPR? Well, partially, I think if you're really wondering that question, you're probably on the right side of history and the law, you know, that means you're concerned about it and you want to do it correctly. Probably. I certainly do. You know, right?
0: well, and, but you know, I'm not trying to get
1: away with anything.
0: No, same, same. But, it, and it's, but like when, in a world of like Google tag manager where an, anyone who's logs in can click a button, add a completely invasive tracking service. I, the developer have no idea that happened, you know, like, um, it's kind of shocking because now it's like, oh, and now Daquan wants his information deleted. I, uh, I don't know. Oh, there's two more services and and something that records every single user session on the site. Yikeronis. <laughs> like, I have to go find that, you know? Because yeah. um, that's hardcore stuff. So anyway, I, yeah, no, the the use of those like. I guess, what would would you call them? User pathing tools or whatever, like full story or uh, user replay or something like that. Like that came up in our chats lately, just from a bug perspective. Like it's so handy for like bug tracking. Like, oh, they couldn't like log in. Well, what did, what were they doing? What were they typing? You know, Um, oh, they typed their email wrong or they typed, typed, G-mile, not g you know?
1: This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by the brand new Wolvik XR browser. XR meaning like VR and AR, meaning virtual reality and augmented reality. I'm sure you've heard of devices like the Oculus, the VR Glass, the HTC Vive Focus, Pico Interactive, all these devices that allow you to kind of live in another world, you know? You strap them on your face and you're, you're seeing the world in a new way. Those things have web browsers. browsers in them because they, you know, of course they do. They're connected to the Internet. They're for playing games and meeting with people and all kinds of different things. And it just makes sense that there's a web browser in there. But that web browser, you know, what's it going to be like? It, it needs to it's not just going to be a one to one mirror of browsers, as we know that on like mobile devices. And, you know, just think how different the browser is between mobile and desktop. This is going to be similar too. like what's pressing the back button like? and stuff like that. Is there even a back button or is it some kind of swipe of a controller? All those things need to be thought about and built and that's what the Wolvic browser is doing. It's uh brought to you by Egalia, who's done lots of web work in an open source fashion. It's just reaching 1.0 uh uh and it's default on some of the uh, uh on some of these xr devices and installable on others and it's really doing some unique cool stuff kind of i don't know the the fact that igali is making this browser at all is kind of diversifying who invests and makes these kind of pieces of technology so that might appeal to you uh, uh, as well Uh, and it's just cool it's cool to check out i really encourage you to go to uh, wolvic.com and check out what they're doing install it on your xr device if you have one and uh, have a play Thanks for the support, Egalia and the Wolvic Browser.
0: Want to do a question? Sure. As long as it's not about GDPR, I'm great.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering if you could provide advice on how to help some developers I frequently work with to match better, or match designs better, essentially. I I lead cross-functional teams and have some very talented full-stack, back-of-the-front-end style developers from another department, and they can work with React and Next and stand-up powerful GraphQL APIs, but things often fall apart when matching a design from Figma. Things like font sizes and spacing will be all wrong, and they have trouble making choices when it comes up to the responsive behavior of elements. Usually, fixing these issues means lots of detailed back and forth and slack in our project management tool, with me listing out things that are different from the designs along with screenshots comparing the two. So I guess we can stop there. We're advice for for Chris Coleman here. It seems funny to me, as it seems like so often the tables are turned, and it's like. Um, you know, like I don't know. Or at least the jokes are right. Like I have developers who, you know, can write HTML and CSS, but obviously it's more it's so much more complicated. such a bigger job to do to stand up a powerful <laughs> GraphQL API behind something. Like, isn't that? Whoa, well, you're so smart. You can do that, but you can't even
0: round a corner. How about that? How, how about this, Chris? Uh, have you tried handing them condescendingly a stack of highlights magazines and say, find <laughs> the difference, you idiots. You know, you could try that, you know, you could try that. Just Oh, just,
1: my Ruby rules at those things. That's She's what up. I'm
0: saying. You know, just give them one of these and be like, have you ever done this? And then just see what if they can do it. And if they can't do it you know, they shouldn't be involved in UI work. No, I'm just kidding. But like, I think that's like, <laughs> I think more seriously, I think like one thing that maybe helps is like PRs, like if on UI work specifically, you know, make a, we put like a little screenshots, you know, on the template, the PR template, you know, just put a screenshots, you know, like yeah, attach screenshots, um, videos or whatever. Uh, that way people know what's going in, you know. Um. Is it a different person, maybe? I mean, I, you know, if it's possible
1: to be like, hey, th- can you just let these people people, do they want to be better at it or can they just stay focused on their database back of the front end type of job, you know, not trying to not fatten their tea or anything, but like they're probably busy enough doing all that fancy, fancy work that's like, can you, can you hire somebody? Because even if they get better at, you know, making the rounded corners just right, getting the font sizes right, getting the padding right, fine, you force them to get the design right, but that's the same type of work. You're in the same type of technologies where accessibility comes into play and stuff so it it feels like a problem that they can't even get the the design even close to right it means what else is wrong the semantics probably sucks the accessibility there's probably all kinds of problems under the hood there get somebody else to do that while they're dunking around with apis you know
0: yeah no i mean i, I think it's part of the problem with like an over adherence maybe to like agile you know it's like where you're responsible for delivering the whole entire ticket, you know? And it's like, well, maybe we need styling as a separate part of this so we can track how much time we're spending and on styling and where we're getting blocked. Um, uh, but I think like, yeah, this is probably two different people. You know, I just wrote a post on like the, what was it? The web is a harsh manager. Um over on my blog, but it just kind of goes through like the front end is so broad. We probably need to start splitting it up. I mean, and that's kind of in front of the front, back of the front or, you know, design engineer was a, a term Nat- Natalia Shelbourne put out there. Alex uh, Sexton had front end ops where you're kind of more with like the tooling and the dependencies and builds and stuff. I think they are, I, I don't know. It sounds like you're in a situation where you need like a CSS engineer or a design engineer. Yeah. So somebody who like does this well and that person can like hand it off and be like, Hey, I got it like 80% of the way there. All the form fields are there, you know, with the right IDs and names that we need, but can you make it good? You know, that's what I would say. I think you'd just need more. Uh, I don't know if, Fidelity matters. You need somebody who can do fidelity, you know? Uh, and I mean, you can maybe teach somebody to get there over a long period of time or or just even as an organization, be like, hey, we prioritize this. If you need help getting here, like, let's work on it, you know, outside of work tasks, you know? So you might need to take somebody to read, um, what is it? Web Devs Learn CSS course is pretty good. Oh yeah, that one's great. Well, I think
1: that's cool that these things have to be uh, kind of reinvented every yeah half a decade or so. You know, yeah. Be like, don't you
0: know, instead of making me like pull the PR and build it locally just to look at your stuff. Like, show me you solved the problem in a code pen first. You know, that could be another thing too. Like, I mean, just. Can you show the styling or what happened? You know, sometimes that helps me is take the markup, copy, paste the markup, copy, paste the CSS, start working on it in a code pen.
1: I love that. This is related to Christopher Stever's question here about any tips on accessibility slash semantics in a web app environment. I'm in the early stages of building out a web app and new to professional web development. It feels like I have no idea how to apply the accessibility and semantics knowledge I picked up earlier on the complexities of a web app. After all, the ancients say HTML was designed for documents. (laughs) Hot drama.
0: Yeah, hot drama sound effect, please, Chris. That's my least favorite sentiment ever. I just hate it. I guess it's slightly true, but I just, I hate, I hate that statement
1: this idea that like oh I, i'm happy i can apply accessibility all day to some regular html but now that i'm in react i can't possibly do... oh,
0: not christopher's thing but the, just the like html was designed for documents bah, bah, bah.
1: oh <laughs> yeah it's pretty low level it's designed for whatever i
0: mean yeah it's a markup <laughs> like it's an it, it's an expression you know like i don't know what you're looking for where apps get in trouble um is headings you know you gotta make sure your headings landmarks gotta make sure you have all the good landmarks a search one a a main one um you know buttons (laughs) buttons need to be actually buttons you know that's really not like a hard thing for applications to adhere to like links go to pages (laughs) buttons do actions just abide in that and you should be mostly good um there's gonna be other stuff like disclosure patterns and stuff like that, dialogues, etc. We now have dialogue and details in HTML. Pretty good. So maybe you can use those. Um, yeah. Now, like beyond that, like contrast, those sort of rules, you just gotta do good at that, you know? That needs to be something you can do.
1: Um, You can always just pop up an axe for that kind of stuff, you know? mm -hmm. It's going to show you the problem and then your brain should try to fix it at a systemic level, you know? Mm -hmm. If your brain says, oh, the text on this page doesn't, contrast enough with the background don't fix it you know find out like the root of that because it's probably not just this page it's probably not just that component there's probably something that's like oh can i change this generally this background (laughs) color all over the place such that it fixes the problem more holistically you know that type of stuff that sounds fancy and it's really not you know it might be changing one variable or something
0: yeah no i mean yeah like I mean, images should have alt text that describes <laughs> what it does or, you know, if it's redundant, don't have it, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it's like tough. is like wigs and stuff like that, you know, like that stuff's hard and, and you have to kind of really sort of work at it, you know, um, I mean, Google is an app, Google Docs, like has like an accessibility mode I think you have to turn on or something to like get the accessible Google docs, you know, that stuff's super hard, you know? So some of it is like just figuring out what, you know, uh, what, what's, what you can do and what's easy. Um, I was going to find out there's a couple like usertesting.com style services that uh, uh, That that you can pay, like you can like get, you know, give them whatever fifty hundred dollars, I'm not sure. Um, and say, like, go like crawl my go go use my site or a few pages and give me feedback, you know. Um, so that might be something um you'd want to look at. Oh, Fable Tech Labs was kind of one of my favorite. I'm not gonna um, but there's like Excessive Works by Nobility, who's like sponsored the show before. Uh, but Fable looks like a really good product, and um, but you can like have people with disabilities use your website and give you feedback. So if you want to like cool. really start with real users, which is probably what I would do, you know, do that. Um, but you know, you could also <laughs> like just make sure you have like. Some things nailed down, just like flows, forms. Can you do it all with your keyboard? Stuff like that. I mean, I, I think like yeah, a, a lot of the things you do with like a document website apply to a app website. There's just going to be the more JavaScript you use, the more like if I turn this button, you know, seventy thousand things change. That's where you're going to have a lot of problems. So,
1: um, it sounds like Christopher has some accessibility knowledge, and then seems like doesn't know how to apply it to a web app, which that I'm curious about. Cause it like, that's interesting to hone in on that moment. Like, what is it exactly? Like, what did you learn about accessibility that you feel like doesn't apply now or is hard to apply or something? I'm just curious what it is. And it's not in the question. So there's not much we can do about it, but it is kind of a curious moment.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I would, I would definitely like, uh, try to, I don't know. The, the, I think, too, like, maybe, Christopher, if you have, you know, hear this, and I didn't answer your question, um, which is totally possible, uh, like, what exactly is not clicking, you know? Like, like, I think if we can get specific, I think, like, we can really dial in what's hard about it. I think, like, that would even be a really good blog post is, like, what's hard about accessibility in an app context, you know? Um, I think it's easy to be, like, it's different, so... I don't want to do it. I, I agree uh, with that sometimes, but I think like if we can figure out what what exactly is different, what what what's hard, what can we do? You'll be all right. I'm
1: tempted to uh, to th- see what you think about Heroku shutting down its free thing. That this is going to air in about a little over a week so there might be changes to the news but i guess we could react to the initial announcement
0: <laughs> yeah quite a bit of hot drama uh the week we're recording this um oh boy i i, I don't know man heroku is cutting off the free tier that's what sort of is the announcement right
1: Well, let me read the paragraph so. to set the stage right starting october 2022 we will begin deactivating inactive accounts Uh, Okay. And then in November, stop offering free plans. So you can't really argue against the second one. They're just going to stop having a free tier. So, I mean, you can react all day to it, but, like, that's their choice, right? To me, it feels like there's... My internal (laughs) feelings is, like, that's deleting inactive accounts is crazy, right? Doesn't, like, what if... What if it's just sitting there doing its thing, being a website? Because you've promised that for the last twenty years or however long, Heroku's been a thing. Doesn't that mean? Doesn't it contribute to the link rot of the web?
0: Yeah. No. I mean, it's you know that's the tough part. Like they've offered free stuff and now they're just like yoink. You know.
1: I don't. I wish I knew more about Heroku. Don't they like they on the free tier? Don't they spin up and down? like randomly or something like you can't actually put like a like a Netlify style like just one page HTML website on Heroku, right? You can, but won't it like spin down on you <laughs> or is that not true?
0: No, you totally could um uh like, you know, it's funny. My Heroku ID has been reset, so that makes me worried now. Um I was going to see like what <laughs> what did I break, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, whoops. <laughs> so uh, if you
1: log in, I guess you'll get to keep the account. I don't. It, is, does it mean that you get to keep your free account forever if you already have one? That's unclear to me.
0: Um, yeah, let's see. Enter verification code. Ver- what? No, and plan to
1: start shutting down free dynamos and data services. So no, if you have a free account, you don't get to keep it. Presumably you can upgrade to keep it, but it will just... Be turned off. Even if you log in and become not active, they're going to turn you off unless you pay for it.
0: Yeah. So starting, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's relevant yeah. to me because what if I decided to do that at CodePen and be like, I'm going to start just deleting all CodePens. You're not free? Not too bad. I'm just going to delete your account. I am like not going to do that because it's part of our business model now. It's not It's not a good plan for us in Mm -hmm. a way. They must be backed against the wall in some other way, either by investors or something. Like, they need some money. They need to really juice their revenue, and they're thinking that this is the way to do that. Short term, I think we will... Like at CodePen, we would very short term make a little bit more money probably. We would convince a few free people to go pro and piss off so many people that we would be in danger. Now, Heroku and CodePen are not similar. <laughs> you know, Horoku does way more fancy stuff. It's obviously a way bigger company and have way more like sensitive stuff on it. They mm-hmm. might be right. I have a feeling that they that, that this does kind of help them. Like at the cost of pissing people off, which it will piss off many, 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 that it will probably help solidify them as a
0: company better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, you know, I'm looking at like what may die. You know what I mean? Um, I have of like your a, own. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you know, but a lot of my stuff that's critical is on a paid tier, but like a bunch of like, Projects I did for a major pizza company um, and uh, a few other like sort of demo sites, you know, um, or that clients. Did you need
1: a? Did you need something like Python or or whatever behind them? Is that why you yeah, had to pick some her of them up? were
0: just Jekyll deploys, you know? Um, and it was like that was the easiest way to get like a Jekyll deploy behind a password, you know, like so we could put like HTTP Ooh. auth. Behind a Jekyll. So, and that was free, hmm. you know? So now they are going to go. Yeah, that away. password protection stuff on Nellify is is not free. No, no. I mean, we could use Nellify now, probably. Uh, I think you could. I, yeah, I think like that it's based stuff on your is team. not free, though. Yeah, your team has to pay for that. So, but we would pay that. We would incur that cost as a consultancy or whatever. But, but yeah, it was kind of, it was like the easiest way to get stuff up. And then, I don't know, I have like a, Couple other things, but like, like that video game. I don't have
1: anything on Heroku. I mean, I have in my whole life, but I don't even think I have an account anymore.
0: I think what's not clear is what, you know, like that was a big attractor to Heroku. Like, hey, you can just push code here and just start using it, kind of like that's a broken promise. Well, in, in yeah, broken promise. Um, um, it's kind of like that time, like, wasn't it like Digital Ocean had all these like free credits? Like, and if you went to a lot of conferences, you had like 200 years of free Digital Ocean <laughs> credits or whatever, right? Um, and they were like, Hey, we're not doing the free credits anymore, right? And everyone was like, What, you know, and uh, <laughs> stopped using them. Uh, shout out if they're sponsoring the show, love Digital Ocean <laughs> actually using it, but um, but the uh, but it's kind of like that move. It's like, what? What are you guys gonna do? That's maybe what's not clear to me here. Maybe I need to read this uh, Heroku's next chapter. But like, what? What? What's the position? If you are not the get up and going for free system, you know what? What's the position? Market positioning, you know? Um, because I don't know. You like? I guess they could still be the slightly better AWS, you know. Um, but maybe they're just hemorrhaging that much server bucks, you know, on these unused dinos. I
1: mean, the the stated thing is that we're there's a lot of developers burning hours on crap like fraud and and crypto miners
0: and yeah, just bad
1: behavior on the platform, and like it doesn't say this, but it's fairly obvious that. When you put a paywall up in front of that stuff, that stuff just goes away, you know?
0: Yeah. At CodePen,
1: we don't have—there's no bad behavior of pros. I think it happened once ever, and it was probably a stolen credit card just as an attempt to see what they could do with it, you know? So then—so you buy a bunch of, I guess— human hours back from that probably mm-hmm. some r- real money too because you're p- certainly providing free stuff to people it's not free for Heroku to do that they just do it as a loss leader so you get your bucks back and and then use it to I don't know support this fancier security stuff that they say that they want to offer I don't like how the blog post I have to scroll down nine paragraphs to find the actual news here of what they're going to do mm-hmm that's like burying the lead and you know where people – you know what's important data here, you know? You need to open with that instead of this thing like, here's five different companies that love Heroku. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, by the way, we're turning off all free everything.
0: Yeah. And we're taking these guys down with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Yo, uh, are, you, do, are you? Are you? What's your emotional? Because I, I can't react. I don't have any stuff on it. What's your like actual developer? I have actual things on actual Heroku. What's your like emotional read? I mean, I
0: do. It's now. It's my 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 emotional read is like, oh, god damn it. This is more work. Like they've been bothering me about upgrading my dinos <laughs> for so long. Now I gotta like go and see if I have free stuff that I care about that will lose. You know, like. Um, yeah more work for me great yeah yeah because like the idea right is like set it and forget it or like hey you uploaded awesome go do it you know but now it's like cool now i gotta like upgrade stuff and i should be upgrading but it's like um you know it's like cool now i gotta like babysit all this stuff and make sure it works and updates and you know and if it doesn't what do i do you know so um yeah So and that's partly like my naivety. It looks
1: like the lowest plan at the moment is seven dollars per dino per month. So if you had like three things you want to save, you're in the twenty one dollars per month. And
0: I think you had to do that anyway to get HTTPS. So what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, you're right. Free SSL and custom domains. If you used a custom domain and not just like blah.heroku.whatever. Right,
0: yeah, if you wanted a custom domain. And then I think, too, if you wanted to use, like, I like Heroku still for, they would let you do. um,
1: What if you just pass it through Cloudflare, though? That would probably be still free. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be end-to-end SSL because it would be HS- it would look like it's HTTPS, but between Cloudflare and Heroku, it would not be HTTPS. You'd get that little half lock.
0: Yeah, and then um, you had to pay seven dollars, I think, to get a um, a WebSocket, which just sounds silly, but like if you ever wanted to play with the chat app or do whatever, you had to get a WebSocket. Mm. So I guess it doesn't really like. You pay $7, but you're getting like a an actual server. So I think it's fine. I don't know. If, if I guess if I was like a restaurant and I had an arcade machine that was free and a bunch of riffraff kept coming in and.
1: It's quarter now.
0: <laughs> spray painting. Yeah. I would just make a quarter, $1. I don't know. Like, just like, hey.
1: There you go. Well, you know, but this has everybody thinking, man, like, is this coming for for sale is it coming for Netlify are we going to get an email that's like all your Netlifies are going to be deleted unless you I pay mean, $7 a month for that's each that's
0: why I was an advocate for like I I mean I tweeted out a long time ago like give me a, a paid plan Netlify and I'm on the I'm on like a cheap plan I think like a legacy thing but I pay for the, the is that
1: the problem is that the jump was super high I always find that fascinating on Let's see what it is. Oh, it's not that bad. It, but it go, it goes right to teams is the is kind of the the problem, I guess. Right. So even right. A, a two person team, me and you, are at forty bucks a month, which is quite a jump, you know. It always reminds me of Contentful that I'll never get over that how they're like it's free until it's like eight hundred dollars a month or whatever. right, right. Well, get out of here.
0: Yeah, pricing's hard, man. We've been doing that for Luro, trying to find the sweet spot. You know, like what it. Yeah, like based on value it provides and blah 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 blah, but it's it's difficult. So, you know, it's hard to figure all that out.
1: Yeah, it is because you you don't. I don't think you want to go low. In fact, I'm pretty sure you not you, but anybody like low sucks. I don't really blame. Here I'm trying to, you know, convince Nellify that a three dollar plat is a good idea, and I actually don't think that. You know, well, yeah. I, what I want you is to never, ever get rid of my 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 free stuff, and it's not because free. Uh, happy to pay, but like there's a value, right? Like I can't pay forty dollars for each one of these little ho dunk little sites I'm I'm doing for you. So I I can't uh, think I'd have to find something else if that was the case. Um, but yeah, generally too low is a is a bad freaking plan, you know. Yeah. temple doesn't want to have a bunch of four dollar customers you know they want fewer bigger customers because it's not it's a it's a matter of how well you can support them
0: Mon- no i mean directly it's like money it translates into support it's and it's kind of a or even like you know i have to get a lot of people to pay me ten dollars to a month to build out a feature that that People want, you know, but now I have a thousand people <laughs> paying me ten dollars a month, and they have a thousand requests. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's fragmented um, then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: enterprise I mean, is easier in that way. It's harder to, to get one, but then they're so juicy, and it's like, yeah, oh, it, what, what do you want? Sure, I'm happy to build that. And, you know, the, right? You have one request. We're we're basically sitting here supporting you one customer.
0: Right. The the money the enterprise customer is paying is like almost certainly offsets the cost of the team to support it. You know? Um,
1: Less stable though too unless you have lots of enterprise customers which is everybody's dream but that's not going to happen. But yeah, you lose the enterprise customer then you're in trouble whereas there's some stability and predictability to having you know a thousand ten dollar customers that's like not going to change all that much every month
0: yeah we once worked for a client uh don't think this is secret i'm not going to say the name but they had a list of like five they had a list of like a hundred companies but they had five that they were going for so it was just like we're we're targeting these five companies if we can land accounts with these five companies we're golden You know, and so they had all this. That's
1: awesome. So they'd probably get on a plane and go out there and yeah, golfing with them or whatever. They built like custom
0: like landing pages for these companies and stuff like that. So mm, you know, that's great. I love that. That's some hustle. Good
1: job. Unless it was shady or something, but well, the only shady part
0: is, and this is like a feature that you can get on marketing platforms, is like you can detect if somebody's IP is in the IP range of known companies' IP range. Does that make sense? Like, that's well, yeah. an IBM address. Guess what? You know, um, I don't advocate for that. That was out of my pay grade, you know, um,
1: but yeah, it was like, I
0: see. but you know, I'm I'm more of the like What does
1: that do other than What does that little make your nipples hard or something? What oh, they they looked at
0: oh. the email. <laughs> yeah, like the uh we're looking, we're looking at it. With Vince McMahon WWF memes like, whoa oh my god, they knew what coffee <laughs> I was at.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. Dude.
0: Um
1: Call him right now. He's looking at the website. Call him, no, call
0: him. No way, no way, you knew I was here. Uh yeah, it's uh jeez, Yeah, no, I'm way more on the like just have a good product and let it sell itself edge, you know, but, but you know, the, the idea though, that you're like these five accounts, if we just focus our energy, that would make all the difference, you know, like that's, that's kind of cool business to me. I don't know. Like, uh, I think that's like, like, we're putting our energy at at in this angle, and that will change our lives. You know, so there's
1: something attractive about it to me too. I think it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I just it seems focused. Does that make sense? It's it's not like, gosh, I hope. Well, then you know, you all, use it. it
1: gives you focus to the product as well, right? Like you're pretty darn sure they need your thing. Like you better have validated that in some way. And honestly, you're probably right. You know, at that point. So if they
0: don't buy it, it's almost like their mistake. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So anyway, I, we're not doing anything like that at Luro, but I just, it, it's very interesting to think about, like, could you just kind of, but anyway, I guess tying that back to Heroku, like who's Heroku going after right now? I, that's what I would love to know. So um, what, what's, the, what's the business plan here? It reads in the
1: is a little bit like, you can trust us even more now. We are going to double down on the infrastructural quality and stability of what Heroku is. So if that matters to you as a developer, which all developers, of course, would say, yes, of course, that matters to me, it's them. So hopefully that promise holds true or it feels good to people and that they're happy to pay for whatever tier because they feel like the quality is going to go up.
0: Well, and that's fair too. You know, it's like this overwhelming amount of free accounts was weighing down our ability to innovate so we're not doing that anymore so uh-huh. Uh-huh. and, and it, that could purely be financial you know what i mean like i mean in the current macroeconomic conditions you know you may want to just be like we're reducing server time a lot like we're just turning stuff off kind of what, you know, it, it doesn't, it feels like that. it highlights
1: the house of cards that all this stuff is. I so said, no, no, there's no promises, you know? AWS could decide S3 isn't a viable business model anymore, and S3 goes away, and then then what does the internet do? You know, everybody's got to scramble. You know, they don't they didn't promise us that they're not going to do it because it probably is quite extremely profitable for them, and the backlash would be insane. And who knows? You know, there's there's like economic principles that keep stuff like that in place, but clearly those economic principles can be shaken sometimes, as we're seeing here. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, yeah, and that's I mean hate to boil it down to whatever government tax inflation stuff, but that I think it's having an impact, so we might we might see a lot of flinches you know in in the future, so who knows
1: yeah this one also had that element of freeness to it that is always a little little funky monkey you know
0: oh, free free is a tough uh, there there's the freemium thing and y'all kind of have it at CodePen right it's like hey it's free you know use it and then pay more to get more things you know like it's very cool way to get a lot of users you know it's a it's a very good strategy Um, you know one
1: user costs us like a penny or less probably but like let's say it wasn't let's say each user costed us a dollar because we were spinning up a docker for you or something right so that would change the math,
0: obviously. <laughs> right, right. So like now you're just <laughs> like, wait a minute, that's less fun, you know, like like so now you have a whatever, let's say a hundred thousand users and they all cost one dollar per code pen. <laughs> <Yagaronis>. Yeah, Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like immediately you're like, Okay, like that's that's a lot of you know, we need now a lot of people paid- We just
1: have this advantage of knowing all this stuff about our business now. So Mm -hmm. it feels good to know that, like, we're not going to make that mistake now. So as we look forward and look forward to doing more stuff with your code and offering more features and stuff, we can be like, "Ooh, that looks intensive." Oh well, we have a very easy solution for that. You can't use it if you're not paid, otherwise we wouldn't be able to support you. I cannot be in a position where a free user could possibly cost me a dollar. I can't be in that position.
0: Let's do some flipperouskies. as a paying customer and a super entitled, uh, super Karen, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm paying for the freeloaders, you know, one cent or what? $1, my, my $7 is going to the freeloaders, you know? So like, maybe I don't like that. Maybe I want it to go to the product instead, you know? Ah, that's true. Well, that's
1: a good point. I mean, that's what we're seeing there is that, yeah, is that I can't support you as well because – so you would vote as somebody who likes and uses the product – to remove the free plan because that would focus all of the attention of of CodePen on that. That's that you know there's just some assumptions baked into that that may or may not be true. It's like yeah, well if we kill the free plan maybe then th- there becomes a churn problem because you know we're not getting as many users and then our numbers start to go down and Could whatever. CodePen's super different
0: because it's a community it thrives on like new blood showing up, you know. I mean, you got like 9-year-olds like ripping cool friggin' websites out. Like that's awesome, you know, <laughs> or maybe you, legally you don't have. Well, and then, but,
1: and then people being like, kind of like, ah, I'm not really a front end developer anymore. So peace out, you know, you lose people on the other side too. Yeah. You know?
0: Right. Right. And so like, but like, I think there's like, you know, I, I think like the community aspect of it is super cool and fun and vibrant. And like, you want to keep that up and, uh, and payment kind of prohibits that, you know? So, um, or for some people for not everybody but but for some people so um but hey, yeah indeed i can't live without my my protected code pets so please don't take that away please don't ever say like we're turning off protected code pets we have absolutely no
1: intention of doing that that will hurt me adversely so <laughs> yeah yeah things happen sometimes but we're just just happily happily hosting people's pens right now. And <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. Good, yeah, good. I can, I assure you you're also probably in the penny category as far as costs are concerned.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not not ripping as many code pens as I used to. So <laughs> just here and there. Uh all right, Dave. You should wind her down. Hey. Uh, this is a fun one. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcast your choice. Peaches are our favorite of those people. Find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter for tens of tweets a month. And a year. join us over on the Discord, patreon.com slash shop.show. And Chris, anything else you'd like to say? Oh, oh. ShopDocShow.com. Ripping code pens.